building in Washington, D.C., and tonight is the State of the Union. And I have here, it's just a balloon. President Biden isn't afraid of balloons. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I learned some new nature facts today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know how um, right-wingers are all about the alpha males, uh, and then there's also some other kind of like beta, they call you beta because you're a beta male, you're not as tough as the alpha males, right? Right. Uh, and that all comes from studying animal behavior uh, and this idea that, you know, male animals are constant, you know, the males are all fighting for supremacy and who gets to mate with the, the ladies. Right. Right. Um, you know, the beta males are always challenging the alpha males to take on, you know, that whole thing. Um, and originally that came from studying wolves, um, but it's completely fake. It's completely right. false. This the study was done back before they understood anything about captivity and how captivity completely changes animal behavior or human behavior. Uh, and they basically, you know, they they this they had like sixty wolves in like a one hundred foot enclosure, uh, and they observed how they were constantly fighting. <laughs> Weird. And Not yeah, like when you put humans in a small, you know, yeah. when, area. When you put a bunch of people who don't know each other, uh, who don't speak the same language, who have different cultures, um, and cram them all together, and they, you know, for some reason want to fight. Yeah, and we right. and we decided that that was somehow a natural order, right? That that you know, fighting for supremacy, being the alpha male, you know, that was like a, right. a you know something to emulate, right? But in the wild, wolf packs are made up of a mother and a father and their cubs of about one to two at three years old at the most before those cubs go on to start their own packs. They're all like, and we have this, this myth that like they're all the males are fighting each other for dominance, for the right to, to mate with the females. And that's not at all. Like they're basically wolf packs are like goose families. They, they mate for life. <laughs> they, they're at each other's side. They never, you know, once, once they're, once they're, when they're mating, they never, they don't even hunt more than about 300 yards away from their, you know, where, like the, the furthest distance they can hear if the other one called for each other. Hmm. Right. They're, so this idea that like the men are fighting each other within the pack for the right, that's, there's, it's simply fiction. The only supremacy exists between the, the parents and the offspring. Right. And if in the pack, the, the, the cubs have their own offspring, then, then that hierarchy remains where that, that wolf is in charge of those, but it's still subservient it to its, to its parents the way that people actually are right <laughs> so oh, man joe rogan's in shambles right now oh, his yeah, whole, his whole world seriously views. seriously Heard oh he got in, he got in trouble did you see what joe rogan got in trouble for no what, what, what did he fucking do now 
Oh, he said that, um, you know, to, to pretend that Jews don't like money is like saying Italians don't like pizza. <laughs> God. Which is, why, why would you why, like why would you invite that up? look i love pizza and i'm italian so i can i can vouch for that second part but why would you even what, what would compel you to say that on a public forum yeah, that millions uh, of people uh, listen to joe joe rogan who just got a paid 200 million dollars right. by spotify uh but it's the jews that are all about that that coin right right yeah i mean unreal i mean it's it's like who who doesn't like being financially comfortable i guess only the jews <laughs> right yeah yeah no that the, what, we, he's just, he, he's just he, he's i don't know he gets too comfortable on the show i think <sighs> yeah um but you know so we uh up top real quick we should talk uh briefly about the last of us because it's something we talked about a couple weeks ago when i first uh when we both first watched the pilot and i don't think either of us were particularly you know blown away uh, blown away by it at first um but I, you know, after all the like rave reviews that episode three got, I sort of was like, all right, I'll force myself to watch the pilot again. And, you know, by the end of the pilot, I was kind of hooked. And then, you know, the second, third and then fourth episodes, I'm just like, this is the, one of the fucking most amazing shows on television. Like, this is incredible. Very, very um, quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had to kind of I think with the with the pilot, they had to really kind of like, you know, just copy and paste the the video game, right? right? And even the second episode was still just like the prelude for the story starting. And then they completely did a like a hundred and eighty degree departure from the game right. by the third episode. So it's like you did this prelude, and then you make it a completely different story. But like everybody was hooked <laughs> by that because everyone loves fucking what's his name, Nick Offerman from the Office. Yeah, oh, he was amazing. Or no, Parks and uh, Rec. Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. Yeah whatever same show um <laughs> and to to see him play just like sort of a, a you know a more fleshed out three-dimensional version of that same character you know he like the, there's even like a shot for shot remake from parks and rec of, of him like eating dinner when he's watching his surveillance cameras and the zombie gets blown up by his tripwire he's just like never gets old <laughs> like i would you know if you could set up traps and fucking blow up zombies and just sit there and watch it during dinner you i mean absolutely that would never get old <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite bits uh of trivia from the, that episode was that apparently that opening scene where you see him and he's in his bunker and he's watching the townsfolk get rounded up by Fedra uh, and, and like taken away. Supposedly the script had like in the action, you know, uh, Bill, uh, B- Bill thinks uh, not today, you jackbooted fucks, but he insisted on speaking the line as dialogue, even though it wasn't a line of dialogue in the show. <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. I yeah, didn't know that. I just thought that was really funny. That's um, great. Well, we were talking about Rocky, uh, Rocky four last week and how there's, literally eight montages that comprise 29 minutes of runtime of an hour and a half long film. Uh, and I, but I, I absolutely adore the montage of him just going around and like fucking gathering. Oh God. Of looting all the things. Everyone's, everyone's fucking dream in the zombie apocalypse, like just free shit everywhere. Just fucking... uh, especially as a, as if you're like a prepper, you know, you're oh, just God, like, yeah, you all fucking hated me all this time, but guess what? I was right. 
<laughs> just fucking breaks into Home Depot. So, just has a run of the place. Oh, it's I, amazing. Yeah, I could I could imagine that this this episode broke a lot of brains in that you know all the conservatives are like, yeah, I love this guy. This guy's who I'm all. But wait a minute, he's kissing another dude. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, right, because because of course it'd be at the beginning. It's like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I'd be like in the zombie apocalypse. Like, because he's you know this fucking crazy conservative. You know, don't tread on me, flag. Uh, you know, probably a MAGA guy, like with all this fucking, you know, canned goods and bunkers and fucking walls of ammunition and guns. And yeah, I mean, it turns out he just, you know, had a lot of majorly repressed uh, sexual identity issues his whole life. Yeah. Uh, you know, he well, still and you know that that's the big thing. That all, yeah. You know, that's the big thing that's going to, you know, make make all the MAGA viewers or all the MAGA fans freak out is going wait, what if I'm deep down a repressed homosexual, <laughs> right. you know, and I'm trying to overcompensate with this giant lifted, uh, you know, F-150 and all these, you know, it's like, that's so fucking obvious with a lot of these guys too, especially the ones that are like, oh, you know, we all have to struggle to, you know, uh, re- reject those urges. And it's like, what? I don't have, I'm a fucking straight guy. I don't have those urges. It's like, all right, uh, you're not, you're not in this. I'm not having the struggle that you're having. If you're thinking that all men that are straight have to like resist the urge, the sinful temptation of, you know, going down on another guy. Like that's right. not, you're just, you're just gay. <laughs> just Right. Which is know. cool. But like, you, you're just fucking so in your own head about it. And, you Seriously. know, internalizing this fucking bullshit that you were fed in church your whole life. You know? but, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing I thought was inconsistent though, is like, you know, when, when they, um, when they do get raided, you know, the, the raiders show up. Yeah. Uh, he has all these booby traps, but like his his one big main advantage when you're outnumbered, him or anybody who's outnumbered in a gun battle, <laughs> uh, is having cover. You yeah, know? Like, it was a little dumb just, to stand out right in the middle of the road there. And he just like runs out. He's standing in the middle of the street with just you know pointing at like you know multiple people. His character seems too smart to do that too. It didn't seem like he's You'd like an so. impulsive. You know, I will chalk it up and just say you know that as opposed to being bad writing that you know I, I would imagine there are a lot of preppers that are very good at planning ahead that make very bad decisions in the moment. Right, well, because ultimately they've never actually been in a firefight in their life. They just are so right. mentally, pre- yeah, exactly. Right. No, I, I, that's that's definitely true. Um, although his traps were fucking insane, like that, the, just the, fl- the the constant flamethrowers all around the perimeter of the uh, fences. I, I'm I'm pretty confident that there was uh, plenty of places that could have been raided more easily than that one. Like the the minute I saw sparks shooting out of the ground, I'd be like, okay, you know what? Not this guy. <laughs> right. Not this guy. This is I'm. I'm going to back up when I see the sparks right? Uh, and not wait around and, until, you know, moments later when the actual flames come out and scorch right. me to death. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, cool visual, though, still. No, yeah, great visual. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I just, man, it's just such a good fucking episode. And like just, you know, and especially like the, the thing in the, the, the opening uh, episode at the end, you hear the Depeche Mode playing on the radio and you re- and like you kind of get like a rudimentary understanding of like this code system that he has with somebody you don't know who at the time. Um, and, uh, that any, any song from the eighties means trouble. And then knowing that, and then knowing, you know, the second, uh, uh, God, what the fuck is Pedro's name? uh, His character's name, Joel, Uh, Joel, the second Joel says to him, like, you know, it's not gonna be like this forever. There are people, you know, Raiders will come at night. They'll, they'll get through like all that shit. And I'm just like, Oh fuck. Like, so that's, I, and I kind of miss, I think I almost wonder if that was a misdirect to kind of make you think that that scene uh, was happening, you know, concurrently with when they're 
sort of showing up. But again, I don't, I don't know the timeline of the game. So I wasn't, you know, I didn't know that like that wasn't modern day, but I think that was a little bit of a fake out for people who didn't know to make you think like, Oh fuck, this is how he dies. And then, you know, it cuts immediately to 10 years later and he's, you know, alive, just old and, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, but I thought that was a cool, I like that a lot. Well, they, I mean, cause that, as far as I know from the game, he didn't know him prior. It was just somebody who rescues him. And you hurt, learn about this, um, you know, this friend of his who has ki- just recently killed himself. Um, but when they take the truck, the scene with the magazine, you know, like that's the, right. I heard that was in the game. Like how oh, the pages that's right. So people that are like, Oh, they're <laughs> retconning this and forcing their woke agenda. It's like, no, they were gay in the game too. You just didn't pick up on it. Cause you right. just, we did. I didn't heard understand. it was also pretty like evident in the game. Like it's just his friend. Yeah, or his partner. No, like it it's is. not, it's not really hidden at all. Like, no, it's not, it's not hidden at all. It's just that they gave them a fucking, they gave they a gave backstory. Beautiful fucking like Disney's up for like, you know, in the zombie apocalypse oh, backstory. Yeah. That was just, you know, so but it's, oh, you know, it's, it's the catalyst that makes Joel first think that, okay, yeah, I have to be, you know, more responsible and care for this kid. So when she reads that letter at the end, you're like, Oh fuck, this is okay. I see where this is going now. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I mean, incredible. And that, and honestly, that, that episode just sold me on the entire series because to, 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 to get that much emotion and, and like really make you feel like what you were experiencing was like a real thing, like for, you know, two characters that were throwaway characters that are only going to appear in an episode um, is pretty fucking incredible and great use of Linda Ronstadt. Just amazing use of um, was it? Hey, I time. was I was raving about her just a couple months ago. I know, we were, yeah, I remember. We were yeah, talking about her. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, she only sold. I mean, I, I love it when like this happens where a new generation gets to learn about somebody who only sold a paltry hundred million <laughs> right. records. Just fucking, you know. Um, but I, right one of the, I like to watch on YouTube videos of vocal coaches who are like very young vocal coaches reacting to singers like Linda Ronstadt that they somehow didn't know about, right? <laughs> right. And, and being just fucking blown away. I, I, like I think there's a little th- element of of pro wrestling to those videos where they're like, oh, I've never heard this person before in my life. Like, yeah, okay, I'm sure you've never heard of fucking you know Axl Rose or whatever. Like. Yeah, I mean um, they're YouTubers, so right. it, like the vocal coach could just mean they like they took choir in high school and now they have right. a YouTube channel. <laughs> right, right, but, right. But just even when you watch them, they're talking about you know things like you know the the technical as- technical aspects of vibrato versus falsetto, and you know how you could do one or both at the same time, and all this, all the stuff. So I actually do learn something from when right. I watch these sometimes. But um, when you talk about vocal control, Linda Ronstadt you know, the, the, the length that she could say, sustain a high or low note, not just reach that note, you know, briefly, but hold it right. and, and not have it crack for a long time um, is just amazing. That's, that's one of the things that makes her, when we say a, a strong singer, right. make her, made her so good. And she sung opera and she fucking sings mariachi right. because she was from a, a, a base global. Well, her parents were from Mexico. So she grew up in the U.S. but was like right on the border. So you know, when you hear her sing the Eagles, uh, Desperado, it's so much better than the fucking Eagles. I've never heard. Oh my god, I got. <laughs> oh, it's to that amazing. I've never heard her, I, and I love that song. That's my fa- one of my favorite songs. So well, she t- she toured with them and then started singing that song wow. on stage with them. So, and it's just you know, like that that whole like 
you know, the Eagles, like fake country from L.A. kind of bullshit. Like she was actually from the place that they were writing songs about, which was you know, right. southern Arizona. So she was, I mean, you know, extremely authentic about that. Um, wow. And yeah, I forget who said it. Somebody said, I forget who it was. Somebody said about Linda Ronstadt uh, back when she was first uh, becoming famous that like you either don't know her or you have a huge crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Um is so in the game is that is there licensed music or is it just like random shit that plays on like in the radio and stuff i don't um no okay so in the I game i know that song is not in the game or like there's no like well, that's not- that's right yeah but so in the game um in the truck scene there's a hank williams song but it's a different hank williams song than oh. was in the last episode okay so yeah there is some there is some it's just they this made you know different choices <laughs> right um there yeah they're now they want more to license it for tv than for the video game probably whatever whatever song was in the uh in the game but no that's yeah i just just really i'm blown away by this show and and you know again like the the zombie aspect of it is like the least interesting part of it like like any good show it's just like this amazing story about the human condition that just happens to feature in this case fucking fungus zombies you know um that are that are that are interesting but like not uh, you know again I, I really could care less about them versus beyond the just the the, the plot device of the suspense i mean I, I i tweeted this yesterday i think it's pretty risky of last of us to do an entire episode with no zombies in it like <laughs> what if people forget it's a zombie show and lose interest <laughs> right. i'm pretty sure that the way to make sure that people never get tired of zombies just is to show zombies in every single episode like walking dead because nobody got tired of that show. No, just and just <laughs> popping up in random places they have no business being. Uh, somebody <laughs> replied to me here. Um, oh God, where to go? Um, I wish. Uh, speaking of of the last of us, says I wish they had at least one character make plot driving irrational decisions in every episode. <laughs> so true oh so oh, true of walking dead and I, I replied to him i was like it's disappointing they haven't once shown how often zombies can sneak up behind you in a, in a totally silent forest <laughs> right <laughs> well if you don't hear the noise then how are you supposed to see that there's a zombie coming i mean come on i mean nature rebounded and now all you can hear is wild animals so the cacophony of bird singing yeah. kind of masks the sound of a snarling zombie who can only I- walk towards you at about you know half a mile an hour I, I will say too the the actual zombie design I find a lot scarier like in general like in 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 The Last of Us because it, it's a lot more of that sort of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead like you know mutant fucking rage infected zombie like you know just really gross and bleeding and like running after it reminds like- me a lot of uh, Armageddon uh, honestly that movie with um, oh oh fuck what's her name Natalie Portman Nat Poe. Um, but again, that movie came Annihilation, out after... Annihilation. Annihilation. That's <laughs> I right. was like, Armageddon, like the Armageddon, the, the, the blown up the apocalypse. Up the Annihilation. There yep. you go. Um, but that came out well after the game did. So they kind of, they might have taken, you know, a lot of yeah, the design that they, from the from the game. For sure. And there's there's elements of a lot of stuff in Annihilation. It's a very good, you know, it was a really good movie, but it's it's well, definitely got like tropes of of other really good sci-fi you know the, the scariest of. part is you know, remember the very first scene from the pilot where it's like this 1960s talk show where they're smoking on tv because that's what you did back then. <laughs> oh you mean when they're talking and, exactly the way people talk about covid now <laughs> like it's like ah, oh, whatever a little know. a little on the nose it was yeah. way too on the nose i was like oh god this is depressing well um, i'm sure they were, they were filming that back when it was like the height of the pandemic and not, right not now that the pandemic is over 
Um, but he, with the thing he's talking about, the fungus he's talking about is a real thing. It's a real fungus that can take over the brain of an ant and force it to do things against its will. And then even after it's dead, it can still move the ant's dead body, which is like, I, I forget the exact term, necromancy, I guess is the term. Sure, yeah. Being able to animate a corpse yeah. after it's fucking dead. And then eventually a giant spore bursts out of the fucking ant's skull. Well, it doesn't really have a skull, but you it's head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's, and you know, so it a, just, and, and obviously I'm sure in real life, at least for now, it can't, it can't be, you know, mutated to, to be like transmitted oh, amongst humans. But, you know, you know, I say this every single day. Things can always get worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, a hundred thousand percent. I mean, I'm sure there's some scientific plausibility behind this. I, but it's really funny, too, when you read about just like little Easter eggs that I never would have picked up on, especially because you don't know the nature of the of the virus or the fungus at first. Um, but like little things about how like Joel and his family are constantly being offered like fucking gluten in the first episode. And they're like, oh shit, we're out of pancakes. And then, then his neighbor's like, oh, you want some biscuits? I just made them. And they're like, oh yeah, sure. Maybe we'll come over late. And you find out later on that it was like probably passed through flour and like, you know, all these people that had bread that morning from that one fucking, you right, know, right. I don't lot. think that like food gets distributed that quickly. <laughs> no, I, Honestly, it's, it's like, a little implausible. But, like the I whole mean, world suddenly has has the same brand of pancakes it was all fucking shipped and distributed like we can't we can't even distribute a fucking you know a, 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 a viral test in an efficient fashion and suddenly this thing's everywhere all at the same right. time no it's a little it's um, a little it's a little like the joker is fucking you know that's whatever the smile x that he distributes in the first batman that everyone yeah. all of a sudden in like all of the cosmetic <laughs> products oh i love i love the fucking the hilarity of like the newscasters with like no cosmetics and no makeup and no fucking shampoo at all trying oh, to do man. the news looking like a fucking bus hit them it's <laughs> so funny <laughs> fuck um but uh, no but yeah just great great show I'm, I'm very excited to see where it goes and it's and it's actually and pedro pascal just fucking he's like the best reluctant dad in, in all of television like just what you know maybe he's gonna get typecast but like what a just what a great and you actually get to see his face and like he's such a great like just visual facial actor like it, it it's it's you know, you saw what he could do just with his voice to convey emotions in The Mandalorian, and now you see on this, like, uh, yeah, just how criminally underutilized he's been. Uh, you got to see Prospect, buddy, because um, he that's, plays that's totally... The sci-fi western, right? Yeah, it's a sci-fi western made for $1.2 million, a micro-budget sci-fi western. Yeah, for, um, for sci-fi especially, yeah. Because wow. he, he plays almost the inverse of this role, where he's he's essentially a surrogate father to this girl, but he's also the villain to her huh. uh, at the same time. And it's on another planet and it's sci-fi and um, just, just great little taut thriller of a film and shows what you can do with very little money. Uh, but he basically worked for free on that. It was just like, Hey, I, you know, <laughs> I got some time off and you're looking for a, a huge star to, uh, to help this thing and I'll, I'll do it. Nice. Um, but it definitely, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure somebody saw that and was like, you know, what we could do for Disney <laughs> is get this guy. Uh, but I, I love how, um, how grounded it is. Like just, just him with a rifle against two other guys with a rifle felt like higher stakes than almost any gun battle I've ever seen on Walking Dead before. Huh. It, it was just, it was, I don't know if it was the sound editing, like the, you know, the weapons fire or bullets hitting things that sounded more realistic. Or just the fact that, you know, he's not a superhuman, 
uh, like Rick Grimes is apparently, or, you know, like you, you felt like this was, you know, uh, like anyone could really get shot in this moment. And and right. why the fuck would you just start shooting at somebody for driving down the street? You know, you've already got a whole community. It's not like you're, uh, you know, just lone highway men. You know, why would you just start shooting in the first place? And what do you fucking expect was going to happen? You know? Hmm. So when they're, when they're all like, you motherfucker, it's like, you started it. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, um, I gotta check it. So one of this, um, this this movie uh, distribution company Vinegar Syndrome that I like they distribute a lot of like great sort of forgotten eighties nineties seventies horror exploitation like just all sorts of like genre movies they have a lot of like sub imprints and one of their imprints Gunpowder and Sky I think just put out Prospect on like a four K you know like oh nice. super yeah they, they get a lot of like really cool indie movies uh, on a lot of their little sub labels so. I gotta buy that. I just fucking oh god, they're so fucking expensive for these things. What are they, I, I just gotta, I just gotta bite the bullet and get like the four things I've been holding out on. Uh, they also yeah. just re release from Beyond, which is a well. Great, I mean, if you're not uh, too busy uh, fucking around on on the internet purchasing DVDs, we do have a podcast we want to get to here. So <laughs> uh, we do. Yeah, I guess we have to talk about the news. Um, <laughs> speaking of just the balloon news. <laughs> Yeah, so this fucking story. I mean, I'm just, I, I really am. I've just been. This is going to be therapeutic because I've been so annoyed this whole fucking week just listening to just credulous fucking morons, just without any like thoughts whatsoever, just being like, oh yeah, well you know the Chinese spy balloon. Like it, it just immediately became fact that this fucking balloon, that's just a giant white balloon with a bunch of solar panels on the bottom, um. And no visible uh, mechanism of steering uh, or any sort of directional capabilities is a, a spy balloon from China. Just a very conspicuous spy balloon from China uh, to spy on our cattle, I guess. I don't know what 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 possible. OK, so, I mean, we, we can dissect this a million ways, but just just on a just complete base, like what the fuck is wrong with people level? China has like more advanced reconnaissance satellites than we do in this country. Like they could probably tell you how many fucking shingles I'm missing from my roof. They have zero use for a reconnaissance balloon. Uh, like to, to just fly lazily over without any sort of directional maneuvering capabilities over North America. Well, um, the Pentagon said it does have maneuvering capabilities and somebody who, uh, who actually knows how balloons work said yes it has the ability to go up and, and down. down yes that's <laughs> right <laughs> right it, it's just so fucking stupid like I, I, but but again like this is how fucking propagandized we are in this idiot country is that like people just completely buy it without any sort of question like just common sense like i'm not a fucking aviation expert my first thought was like oh but it's a balloon so like what how would it be a spy like a spy balloon like you can't fucking maneuver it like there's nobody in it you can't like it's just a balloon you can just go up and down and it's like oh no no it's absolutely a spy i was like but yeah no it's just no it's like caught in the jet stream like it just it just floated over here like it's this is not fucking rocket science but immediately every fucking newscaster pundit late night hack comedy show just immediately took it without you know, took it without any questioning whatsoever. They, oh yeah, no, it's a Chinese spy balloon because the Pentagon says so. And, right. and, and it's just like not, not even alleged spy balloon, like just 
suspected spy balloon. Like it, it's just unbelievable how quickly people were just like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. That makes sense when it's completely. Yeah, I, I watched uh, Democracy Now! today and even they had on some fucking dipshit um, professor from Yale uh, who was like, well, it, it, even if it was a, a you know meteorological balloon, we have to remember it comes from a uh, one-party dictatorship. <laughs> just like uh, China has nine different political parties. Yeah, it's just the, the biggest one is the one that usually wins. Imagine being ruled right. by a one-party dictatorship that has one, one sole focus. A one-party one dictatorship that makes sure that you can retire by age 55. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, imagine what it would be like to be ruled by one group of people in, in, in a country. That would be that would be horrible. I can't even imagine what it would be like to live that way. <laughs> right. Um, no, it's hilarious. And and, and then just the, the fact that we had to shoot it down, right? Like, we just, we had to, you know, get that flex in there for Biden to look tough. <laughs> With an know? F-22, by the way. So it was the first air-to-air uh, kill by an F-22, uh, which has cost us, I think, something in the neighborhood of $80 billion so far and has yet to actually successfully be used so in a combat it, mission. It, just, just to fly one of those things costs $90,000 per hour in fuel. Yeah, no, that, that right? seems like a good investment. The, the plane itself is probably a quarter of a billion dollars for each one. Uh, and then they had, you know, half a fleet, uh, like half a carrier fleet of ships in the water to catch this thing. So this whole thing cost millions of dollars. Millions of dollars to pop a balloon. That's America. <laughs> That's the America I pledge you allegiance just, to. You could have just gave a couple rednecks like a hot air balloon and they could have fucking popped that thing. And, you, you know, could have got the fucking the, the cast of Fast and Furious <laughs> 9 to make a car that could fly up into space and get the fucking thing. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. But so the other like, thing we, we just, oh, yeah. so we just, just, just I mean, we just think about it. we 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 not only spent millions of dollars to shoot down a, a fucking weather balloon, but we also canceled a very high diplomatic trip of our our Secretary of State to go to China uh, at a time when our countries are you know nearly at the brink of a war over a number of issues, um, including the Philippines and Taiwan. Yep. And you know, again, it's it's like okay, so this is this is the kind of thing that you need to talk to them face to face over, not pull back away from. Um, and, and just, I mean, the fact that like this has happened multiple times before and then they've never released it, right? They've never right. divulged the fact this has happened, but somebody leaked it that this is what it was at this exact moment, right before he's sp- our secretary is supposed to go to China himself. Like somebody, somebody very high up who knew this was going on, who had covered it up before or, you know, had the ability to cover up or release it, released it this time on purpose because they want to have a hot war with China. Right, which is what's always happened historically. I mean, I, I don't even remember what it was in regards to, but this happened in the, in the Obama administration, too, that there was some just unscheduled bombing uh, as he was getting ready for some sort of massive diplomatic meeting in the Middle East and then ended up getting canceled. I'm sure somebody will remember that and fucking tweet it to us, but... Yeah. Um, this is this is what they do. I mean, they, they just the 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 deep state, the fucking military industrial complex, whatever you want to call it, operates with complete impunity. There's no accountability. There's no one to be held accountable. I mean, sure, one guy can get fired, but I mean, it's the fucking machine rolls on. It doesn't give a shit. Um, and and this is what they do. They gin up propaganda to 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 generate revenue for for the fucking defense contractors that you know run this country and. You know, a byproduct of that or the desired goal of that is actual fucking war, um, you know, just hot wars that are that will, uh, you know, f- further fund that fucking that capital and keep that capital rolling into these right. companies like that's the whole goal of everything that 
you see on television is to fucking trick you into thinking that we need to go to war with a country over a fucking hot air balloon. Like it's just like what, uh, what, what, what fucking planet am I on? Like it. And, and did you hear how big it was though? I <laughs> no, mean, I, not, I not just any hot air balloon. This was 200 feet across. Oh my God. Just we, can you imagine how many fucking little COVID bombs could have been held inside of that thing or how many, you know, <laughs> many? well, I mean, I, I I did I did want to read a few tweets here from uh, the 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 balloons uh, personal Twitter account. Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> I that, saw I saw that the other day. I think yeah. Yeah. So this this account, um, not a new account either. This is, this accounts have been around for a while, right? So this 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 balloon has had a long illustrious lifespan before becoming a pop culture meme. But uh, I'm I'm only, I'm gonna go back too far. Just a couple of days here. Um, and I'll just start reading some of the best tweets here. Uh, first tweet. Please don't shoot me down. <laughs> that was on February 2nd. Also on February 2nd. Just hanging out in Montana. <laughs> also on February 2nd. Just want to see where the wind takes me. <laughs> uh, why are all these fighter jets following me? <laughs> I promise I'm just a balloon. Definitely no surveillance equipment. <laughs> such beautiful scenery here it's hard not to take photos <laughs> i think i'll head over to this blurry spot on google maps next <laughs> it's currently 35 degrees in montana right now i'm a gender reveal balloon <laughs> chinese balloon says trans rights are human rights <laughs> The population of Montana is about the same as Rhode Island. <laughs> the official motto of Montana is gold and silver. Please don't shoot me down. <laughs> Anyone know where any missile silos are? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> Chinese balloon says communism will win. <laughs> I'm going to like that one right now. Nice. Um <laughs> I'm I'm still going here. Hang on, hang on. It, it gets better. It gets better. Yeah, he hasn't died yet. Yeah, that's true. Don't mind me. I'm just spreading Marxism to your kids. <laughs> um, maybe we should have a sign up like the Goodyear blimp. Okay, let's see here. Let's skip ahead a few. Uh, oh, here's a quote tweet from the U.S. Naval Institute, uh, February second. Since Chinese spy balloonists training in 1945, the crew of the USS New York spotted a sphere they thought might be a Japanese balloon weapon. The captain ordered it shot down, but none of the guns could score a hit. Finally, a navigator realized they were attacking Venus. <laughs> and the, the Chinese spy balloon quote tweeted that and said, I'm Venus. <laughs> uh, hello, Missouri. Where should I head next? And then there's a meme here uh, from Star Wars saying, uh, that's no moon. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> oh, there's a, another meme of the, uh, the, uh, the fucking ship that got lodged in the Suez Canal and it's the fucking captain from that, uh, the movie with Tom Hanks, right. And the, and the, and the, uh, captain Phillips, yeah. the Somali pirate is the fucking Chinese weather balloon. <laughs> it says, he's, says, look at me. I am Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> Another meme here. It says, good night, table. Good night, moon. Good night, Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'll right. try to close it out here in just a second. So, okay. um, it would be funny to release like 10 more balloons right now. 
uh, let's see. Oh, uh, uh, a retweet here from somebody says, would be fun if the balloon was filled with gum and China was pranking us <laughs> waiting for it to pop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two more. There's a specter haunting South Carolina. It's the specter of a communist balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, I've been shot. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that guy just never tweets again. That would be that. That's the move now is to just never tweet again. Oh yeah. Well, uh, apparently there's another one over Latin America, so China's just letting them fucking go. Now. I, well, I mean, any country that that wants to fuck with us could just bring this nation to its knees by releasing just five fucking weather balloons and like strategically placed, you know, along the coasts and then like up the middle of the country. I mean. Like, uh, they could release a, a fucking flock of seagulls wearing little fucking hammer and sickles and we would go batshit crazy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, again, you know, and again, using like my logic brain, I said like, oh, obviously, you know, this is not, this is a fucking balloon. Like they could easily capture this thing. They could devise some sort of way to just, you know, let the air out of it slowly or just fucking, you know, without blowing it up, just shoot a hole in it so that, you know, j- starts to fucking sink or whatever and recover it. If they genuinely think that they're being spied on, they want to examine it. Yeah, I mean, that's what they did do. I mean, that missile just kind of took no. out the bottom of it and ruptured it and the whole, they'd collected the whole thing uh, today. Yeah. But they, I mean, they fucking exploded it. It wasn't, you know, like you could have just popped some holes in it if you wanted it to fucking actually get any sort of data off. Of it. I'm sure they can, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe. I don't, yeah. It, I mean, it, it just it, seemed the, to me like let's disintegrate the it. Was definitely a, a, a a play <laughs> to because, uh, because the Pentagon is I mean it's stupid but it's not fucking stupid they know it's not a fucking spy balloon they know it's a weather balloon they don't give a shit it's it's great optics it's oh fucking, obviously obviously you know obviously. let's beat our chest like let's blow it up over Myrtle Beach like it what you think it was a fucking accident it happened right over Myrtle Beach where all these fucking hillbillies are out there filming it you know getting their fucking skin cancer like did oh, you yeah. see that video of the fucking people? That's some. That's my Air Force right there. Like, there's some video of, like people on Myrtle oh, Beach filming uh, it. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure they were, you know, sitting there drawing a giant penis in the sand, <laughs> fucking, <sighs> yeah. fucking Lee Lee uh, Greenwood playing over the fucking the PA at the beach. You know, just yeah, it, just just really, uh, you know, just a pathetic, uh, you know, typically American response to something that was obviously an accident and not a fucking story. Uh, to well, turn into I mean, the biggest if, if thing this in the is, world. If this has happened so many times that it's like been this big cover up thing, it's it's like what like how how often are they, are they really measuring the weather that the balloons are, you know, going errant and crossing over the fucking North Pole and coming into our right. you know, into our continent anyway. Like uh, maybe it is a surveillance balloon, but like what what possibly are they surveilling? Uh, that they can't see with a satellite, you know. There's, from... there's nothing practical that that would offer you that right. that uh, as a benefit over uh, an actual reconnaissance satellite of which. They uh, have unless it of. really is just a fucking prank, just just to <laughs> fucking just to watch a oh. sheriff, you know, shit the bed and fucking right. I, I don't know who who is to say. I just think it's fucking hilarious. Like the 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 amount of fake outrage over things. I mean, these these are the same people. You know, the, who are lighting their socks on, you know, their, their Nike socks on fire 
because of Colin Kaepernick um, and are calling to boycott Cracker Barrel because, you know, God forbid you eat sausage that won't give you fucking bowel cancer. Right. You can still um, get that sausage that gives you bowel cancer. It's just now it's also available alongside. But I can't tell the difference. It's so delicious either way. It might trick me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people freaking out. And none of these Yard people, none of these people give a shit about a fucking balloon. It's just a thing. It's a political football thing. Oh, Biden's, you know, secret communist, you know, that, that it's, whole it's thing. The fucking microchip in the brain meme of like the next thing to be outraged about you know for fucking like you know they they replace the one thing and they put the other thing in and that's the thing you're mad about this week um but it's fucking dangerous to be playing these fucking games of escalation with the with you know an arguably bigger fucking world superpower you know and and i think it's especially dangerous if you're just a regular asian american who is you know being stalked and killed by people who think that you you know just came over here on a visa and somehow managed to open up a, you know, thriving restaurant chain. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, and, and then you see shit like this. Where is this fucking headline? Uh, New York times opinion by Thomas L. Freeman. Oh. Would Russia or China help us if we were invaded by space aliens? <laughs> <laughs> not you. <laughs> if it was you particularly, then no, absolutely not. What, why, um, why would you think that, you, you know, like what, why do you have confidence that America wouldn't side with the space aliens if they thought it would give them a leg up over Russia and but China? Again, it's just such a fucking America centric, fucking chauvinistic, douchebaggy mentality, as if somehow we would be the country that would be under attack from aliens. And that's, as if they that's, wouldn't indiscriminately. That's the fucking media. Like, when have you ever seen a movie come out of Hollywood about alien invasion where America wasn't the leader, you know, and those it was those sneaky Chinese that we couldn't trust? You know, even. <laughs> right. What was it? The fucking movie that uh, uh, Dennis Villeneuve made, Arrival. Yeah, you know? and yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, we don't, we don't, you know, China's going to start a war with the aliens, and it's like, are you kidding? You, <laughs> like, right. like they would be if if the fucking, you know, an, an alien intelligence who would figure out how to travel the stars uh, is not going to rely on you know having to find a planet to colonize in order to survive that's our no. myth that's there's, our there's myth that we're gonna fuck in... up our planet so bad we're gonna have to find another planet to live well, on we can't foresee somebody treating their planet with any more respect than we do which is absolutely none so that's that's why we can't <laughs> exactly fathom that but uh no they just want to come here and you know do finger paintings on on our windows that's that was their big <laughs> that was their big move yeah um but but, but just but just the fact i mean what the what this article is designed to do would russia or china help us if we were invaded by space aliens, like like they would come here and invade just America, right? It's preposterous, right. absolutely preposterous. But the idea that you know us is the Western world and China and Russia are the other, you know, they're they're the them, the they, um, you know, that that are somehow not normal, not human, that are somehow alien. I mean, that's that's the propaganda. That's what they're really trying to broadcast here. Right. Not whether I mean, I mean, the idea is fucking ridiculous on its face. For one, but the, but that that's what this article is designed to do. It's to, it's the low level propaganda of always telling you that any country that's not part of the Western world is somehow not normal. Yeah, no, absolutely, that's a hundred percent what it's about. And I just again, it was just so funny because the the conser- conservative Twitter and the, the conservatives in Congress are just so fucking um, stupid about things like this, but like to a completely hilarious degree, like. Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted out the lyrics to 99 Luft Balloons, you know, the Nina song, which, you know, again, for, and I mentioned this to you before we went air, just another all-time conservative fucking 
born in the USA, not reading the lyrics moment, um, is a song about how a bunch of kids released 99 red balloons and everyone in the world like went crazy and launched all their nuclear weapons because they thought it was some sort of, you know, attack. And, and it was like a, basically an anti cold war song um, to talk about like this paranoia that every, all these countries, you know, had their fucking hair trigger, you know, fingers on the button and like how like a bunch of kids releasing balloons would bring around the, bring about the end of the world. Um, that's what the song is about. It's about you, you fucking moron. Like it's the, yeah, and, this... and the, the music video ends with a bunch of explosions too. So like just completely <laughs> right. clueless, completely, you know, no context, uh, you know, no, like, no oh, there's balloons in what... this song. That's, you know, just like, Oh, there's America in this song. You know, it's just people. And then, just... You, and then you see headlines like this business magazine, money wise headline, President Biden warns that the risk of nuclear Armageddon is at its highest point since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Three top stocks to consider if tensions keep rising. Oh God, just 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 makes my fucking skin crawl. Like, how do you? I just I want I want the whole planet to be nuked. I don't I, seriously. When I see shit I, like know. that, I'm just like, <laughs> just just bring it on at this point. These <laughs> just just fucking just absolute vultures. Unbelievable. Don't look up as a documentary. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, seriously, that's again, just people hated how on the nose that movie was that it was too fucking on the nose. That was the problem. Um, it, th- so literally, it's, th- this is and th- the funniest thing is that the, the lyrics she tweeted out were the fucking part that's m- the most explicit about the fact that the, that's what the song is about. She tweeted out, now there are three. And then she tweeted 99 red balloons floating in the summer sky, panic bells, it's red alert. There's something here from somewhere else. The war machine springs to life, opens up one eager eye, focusing it on the sky as 99 red balloons go by. Are you fucking that dumb that you tweet that thinking like that's some sort of, I I just don't. I mean, I I, I told you before we went on the show, um, my my girlfriend is trying to train a a new fellow social worker to uh, basically do her job, do these, these crisis management assessments. Um, and this person apparently somehow got a, uh, a state license to be a uh, social worker, uh, but um, barely can read. <laughs> so right. you, you, I mean, like we, we, we take, we take <laughs> literacy for granted in this country. In this country right. There's all, but kinds. yeah, you, there, there's all kinds of jobs where you can somehow get there, get your foot in the door and start <laughs> doing the job and <laughs> literally not know how to read. And you're just like, okay, whatever that says. There's a great reply under this. Someone named Rebecca Schumann. Uh, do you need someone to translate the song for you? I realize even the English version might be too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh. <laughs> for people that don't know, because uh, I guess we're old. Um, but yeah, so this song is is originally a German song. I, I guess originally a German song, but they they you know recorded an English version. Um, but, but the German version actually, I think became the bigger hit in the U S ironically enough, just because it, it did. Yeah. This is, this is back. I don't know if people know this, but like bands used to record versions of songs, even in languages they didn't speak. Oh yeah. Yeah. In order to make like the the bunny. Yeah. The Beatles fucking recorded all their songs in German too, just to make more money in Germany. You know, they, they had to sing. So they had to do the harmonies you know, singing a different language they didn't know. Right. <laughs> if you ever, if you ever think the Beatles are overrated, just remember that fucking fact. Oh yeah. I've, I've, those, the, those, the, the German versions of their singles are all on, uh, I think past masters. One, one that, that CD compilation, they released. They're pretty, uh, they're pretty funny to listen to. 
Yeah. No, I mean, um, I can't even sing fucking in harmonies in one language, right. let alone multiple. <laughs> no, it's very, so. it's very impressive to figure out how to, yeah, how to, <laughs> how to navigate that. But they also spent a lot of time in Germany in the red light district. So it was, for them, it was probably a little easier than if they had to like record it in Spanish or something like they'd at least, yeah, you know, perhaps, uh, perhaps. The, the dialect was there, but yeah. So just unbelievably fucking stupid country. Uh, just, just complete fucking, just. I, I just I don't I don't understand like I can't I don't know how much longer I can take this. like I genuinely don't every time one of these stories comes around I'm just like I just can't listen to people talk about this I can't I can't fucking listen to these morons just repeat these fucking dumb things day in and day out I'm like gonna lose my fucking mind like I don't understand how people do it into their fucking 80s like I don't understand how you can I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's just it's just the constant fucking like. It's just every 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 day every day. I don't know how this country can get dumber, and then every day it comes up with a new way <laughs> to, to. to prove how it got, can ex- absolutely get worse and dumber and stupider and worser and awfuler and dumber. Yeah. yeah well, uh, you know, in that vein too, we should mention. Uh, the fucking shitty ass Democratic Party and what they've been co-signing lately in Congress. Oh so yeah, let's talk about that one. Fuck. <laughs> so, I mean, this, this segment. This segment is is the name of this segment of the podcast is they changed the death toll of communism again. <laughs> so, I mean, genuinely one of the most disgusting uh, and also ultimately meaningless things that's ever been passed through the halls of Congress. Um, you know, I, I, I guess some fucking Gusano Chud was trying to win re-election and put this bill forth. Uh, that's but that's my only explanation as to why this would have even been a thing that came uh, across everyone's desk. But uh, the House just passed a uh, uh, a resolution denouncing the horrors of socialism. Um, this th- th- this is just the text of the, uh, the the first page of the of this bill and the, basically the summary of the bill. Um, okay, so. Denouncing the horrors of socialism, whereas socialist ideology necessitates a concentration of power that has time and time again collapsed into communist regimes, totalitarian rule, and brutal dictatorships. A little, little bit of project, projection there. Um, they say collapsed into communism as though, social, as though the end goal of communism or uh, the end goal of socialism wasn't always designed to be <laughs> right right that's yeah. that's like like they pretend like oh like oh it's a sneaky trick like no it's like if you start going vegetarian the end goal should be going vegan that's the whole it's a process you get to the end point of having a you know proletarian revolution that brings about you know the the egalitarian dream that we all pretend we can have that you can actually get to if that, you... that conservatives fucking would love to if you package to them the right way it's just they, that once you once they hear the word communism be you know i'm sure if you're like hey you could live on a farm be totally independent and like not have to you know grow your own food and fucking you know like but, but the thing they don't like is that you know because it, when you when you start talking about you know getting rid of private property they're like you could take my house away it's like no 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 no, no. we're not gonna take your house away we're going to take away your right to own someone else's house. So the exact right. opposite of what you're saying. Right. So that you wouldn't be allowed to be a landlord and own the homes of other people. 
that's what that's what communism would get rid of. But right? I'm going to be a total fucking leech and never work, and then claim that everyone else is lazy when all I do is fucking collect right. rent from people. Right. So when you start talking to people about the difference between private property and personal property, then that's the big thing they don't like because then it's like, hey, wait, so I get to own all my own things that I want to? I just can't own somebody else's things? And it's like, yeah, that's all it is. That's all it means. <laughs> right. You know, like that. That seems completely reasonable. Right, which is why it's never explained to you that way, and it's always you know framed a completely different way than it actually is. Exactly. Um, so okay, so uh, whereas socialism uh, has repeatedly led to famine and mass murders and the killing of over a hundred million people worldwide, that's oh, a, it's a hundred million now. Wow. That's a hundred million now. A hundred million. These are really jacking these these numbers up. These are fucking and you know, and, and LeBron you know, numbers. D- yeah, any anytime they cite any number of another people that communism I mean, is just just keep in mind that twenty six million of those were Nazis. Yep, <laughs> so yep, yep. They include that number for a reason. Yeah. Uh, oh man, this is a great list of people grouped in, into one. Whereas many of the greatest crimes in history were committed by socialist ideologues, including Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Fidel Castro, Pol Pot, Kim Jong Il, Kim Jong Un. Daniel Ortega, Hugo Chavez, and Nicolas Maduro. <laughs> just, just, yeah. You know, all, all, all of history's great villain. I mean, to them, yes, but, you know, just. I mean, never mind the fact that Pol Pot was basically supported and propped up by the U.S. government. Um, yeah, but never I mind the fact that Fidel Castro lifted millions of people out of poverty or, you know, Vladimir Lenin. Turned around a 90% illiteracy rate. Yeah. I noticed they left Che Guevara out of there. They were like, uh, he's too popular with the kids right. still. Let's, let's, <laughs> right. we'll just not mention him. Well, they, Fidel, <laughs> they can mention because they did a lot of work to demonize him in the media, but, yeah, now Che. Chase weight too hard to sort of pick apart. We're still making enough t-shirts from that guy. So we got (laughs) to, we're not going to mess with that money. No, we're not going to mess with our merch money. Uh, Whereas tens of millions died. Oh man, this is great. Whereas tens of millions died in the Bolshevik revolution. At least 10 million people were sent to the gulags and the uh, union of Soviet socialist republics and millions more starved in the terror famine in Ukraine. 10 million people sent to the gulag over the course of decades. Uh, 10 million is about how many people we have in jail just right now in this country, in America. Right. Right. And they were all, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, again, preposterous. And I'm not defending every person that was sent to jail during the fucking Bolshevik Revolution, but a lot of them were fucking right-wing, you know, fascists who they were fighting against. It was not... Yeah, you know, you know those people who... You know, the government tried... that was in fucking power that they overthrew, like... Those, those, those people, all you liberals, want to go to jail for the January 6th insurrection? Uh, that, that's, that's why a lot of those people got sent to the gulag in the yeah. Soviet Union. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you know, they actually handled just, just it. Keep, keep in mind, you know, if if you're if you're saying one person is a political prisoner, but at the same time you want the sa- those same people in this country sent to jail, uh, think about what your politics actually are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, where oh, and also between... the famine thing. Oh, this whole fucking bullshit. No, it's, it's total. It's total fucking propaganda. Like that's a t- the, re- the reason why the Soviet Revolution happened in the first place was because of the famines that were ri- widespread throughout Europe after World War One. That was not a unique problem to to Russia. That was no, a they thing... pivoted it to make it seem like that was because of the Bolshevik Revolution, as opposed to what the no, revolution I mean, Lenin's five year to... plan was to industrialize to the point where famine would be impossible. Right. Like because of Lenin, that's why the famine stopped. Okay, it's because they had roads and railroads that could actually get food out to people in remote areas, so they weren't starving to death in the winter. 
Okay. And that was something that was happening in, in many parts of Europe after World War One. So, yeah, this whole thing, like, oh, the f- f- communism, the, they literally, the people they were going around and killing were the f- fucking private property farmers that wouldn't share the grain. They were trying to privatize, they were trying to, um, you know, basically resist nationalizing the food effort to prevent famine. They were going against that. So, yeah, those people did get rounded up yeah. and get, did get sent to gulags. And that Shame. would, you know... <laughs> Like if you, I mean, look what happens in this country when you try to resist the fucking government building a playground for police, they'll fucking shoot you too. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think, I think it's really just a situation where people in this country realize that they would be one of the people rounded up because they are participating in the atrocities of our current system, you know, be it via being a landlord or, you know, any other, you know, being a cop, there's just so many different ways that you can participate in this fucking nightmare fascist uh, country that we live in. And I think they see a lot of themselves in the people who were rounded up in the Bolshevik revolution. So, um, but yeah, so whereas between uh, 15 million and 55 million people starved to death in the wake of the famine uh, and devastation caused by the great leap forward in China, again, you know, <laughs> overthrowing a fucking imperial uh, dictator. It, it's just, you know, again, whatever. Whereas the socialist experiment in Cambodia <laughs> led to the killing fields, which over a million people were gruesomely murdered. Um, how, how many Koreans did we kill? Did we kill in the U.S.-Korean War? How many Laotians oh. did fucking Henry Kissinger himself, you know? <laughs> like, it's just... Oh God. Uh, whereas up to 3.5 or 3,500,000 people, uh, have starved in North Korea, dividing a land of freedom from a land of destitution. Oh, weird. Almost as if we've completely frozen them out from all of their potential trade partners and sources of, of, of income of revenue that could actually help them, you know, feed their people and like cut them off from the world entirely. Um, weird, weird that that happened in North Korea. I mean, it's it's automatic. If you're communist, we have to sanction you. We don't have a, you know, we don't have any way to not sanction your country if you're communist, right? No, we can't just not do it. We can't just like, you know. I mean, we, we couldn't have a most favored nation trading status with a communist country, could we? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Not Especially not like the biggest one in the world or anything <clears throat> like that. Um, no, simply unheard of. No. Uh, where is the Castro regime in Cuba? expropriated the land of Cuban farmers and the businesses of Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about the fucking sugar plantations. Remember when the, remember, the remember when the North expropriated the slaves from the South? Just, just how do you write, who wrote this bill? How do you write this with a straight face? Where, where is the Castro regime in Cuba expropriated the land of Cuban farmers and the businesses of Cuban entrepreneurs stealing their possessions and their livelihoods and exiling millions with nothing but the clothes on their backs? Their possessions. <laughs> the fucking oh. slave drivers. The fucking took, people are took running my these grandparents' slaves ser- away. I mean, what the fuck? Like, how do you write this shit with a straight face where people can look these things up in a textbook? Like, what the fuck? oh god where is the implementation this is this is is exactly why they hit castro because he you know he turned around a massive illiteracy rate and made sure that everybody in the revolution could fucking read right because if you (laughs) can fucking read then you know history and you know your place in history and you can have a place in deciding what your future is going to be that's the thing that terrifies these people i mean that's why they're fucking banning books left and right 
right? Right. This is this is the you know these these free speech absolutists that want to ban every book about race and gender. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's uh, yeah, free speech unless it's something icky that actually calls for other people to have you know human rights and be treated like people. Um, yeah, no, I, it's amazing to me how far we've regressed in the culture war to the point where this is shit that's like from the seventies and eighty and, and even earlier, honestly, especially with like the book banning stuff. But I mean, the shit that they're that the conservatives are arguing for now, it's like really just gone areas where I thought we've, we won the, the, the culture war in, in those fields. It's like, it's just a great reminder that you've never, you never can really see ground on anything. Cause you never really want to want an issue. Like they can always, it can always find a way to bring itself back. I think. Is, is well, the and, and you know, truth. the reason why we've seeded ground is because we have fucking corporate Democrats deciding the discourse right? Uh, don't fucking on, fight on every fucking TV network and every form of mass media um so you you had more to read from that bill or was yeah. that the bulk of it no yeah there's, there's a couple more but right. again but again just the culture war stuff like just little stupid things like i'm still amazed you just can't like say fuck on television like unless you're on like a cable network but still like the cable networks who are not <laughs> beholden to the fcc still fucking cater to the 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 you know like sure maybe not at 11 a.m on cartoon network do you want like fucking shit but like uh, you know, if you're showing like the Wolf of Wall Street on FX at like 10 p.m., do you really need to censor that movie? Like, are, are we not fucking grown adults? Like, <laughs> have you, you noticed you know that on useless the- a movie like that is with no fucking fucks yeah. in it? Speaking of that, um, have you noticed that on The Last of Us that uh, Pedro has not had a single swear word in his dialogue? Oh no, that's interesting. I didn't know. Yeah, every, everyone else Ellie is- curse, like says fucking shit all the time. Exactly. Exactly. So I wonder. I wonder that as long as he's oh, in a contract with Disney, wow. that he can be on other shows where they're swearing, but he can't personally drop That's, an F-bomb. Does his character like swear a lot in the sh- in the game? In, or is- in the game? I haven't played it enough to know, but I'm pretty sure he does. It, it's an adult game, so I would imagine it's not. Like, it would be, be weird. To, yeah, right. exactly. That's um, funny. We got to watch for that now next week and see if he if he does. He's just a man of few words, though, so I can chalk it up to that for now. But let's see. No, but I guarantee there's like, you know, parts of contracts clause. like that yeah. where it's like, you know, you can't disparage Disney, you know, while you're under contract. But also like we can have, a, a, you know, because we're, <clears throat> you know, a media giant. We can, you know. It's it's like fucking fucking Superman couldn't shave his mustache, <laughs> so they had to have the worst CGI job in the world. So we know that contracts can interfere with other people's God, projects, so funny. right? Like if you're getting um, paid a ton of money by Disney to play a Mandalorian, and that's you're on that contract first, they can do things like say, you know, you can be in other shows where there's this language, but your character can't do that because it would reflect negatively on our brand and our profits. I really wonder about that. That's funny. I, I guarantee. I guarantee that, that, I, that, that I think that's, stuff like that is common. It's very no. I believe that. I just wonder in his particular case. We got to watch for that now. We're gonna be on fuck watch for uh, Pedro for the next. Yeah. No. Next I've, I specifically so. was looking for that. And I don't know why I was looking for that. I think it was because oh, I, I went into it wondering like, okay, this is HBO. It's an adult show. Like, how much is he personally going to be able to? You know, like, like you know, not showing him stab the guy in the chest. Right? Oh yeah, like, that's interesting. I thought know, that was more of like a narrative choice because we because we, he tells Ellie to go away and like it was us following her and like her her experience with just you know understanding what kind of a guy Joel yeah. actually is. Well, and they did show him pummeling that guy's face to death. So yeah, I which mean, was there, a great fucking that. that was the moment where I was in on the show for whatever reason. I don't know why. Like I yeah. just like you know I just, yeah because it, it just I was like all right this is gonna be one of those shows because I think it was mostly because I was worried that they'd spend way too much time in the 
in the fucking occupied West Bank, whatever you know that they were in in that first episode, and I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be depressing." And then, yeah, he just beats the fucking guy to death, and they get out of there and escape, and they're on the road. And I was like, "All right, I can do with a road trip story." Yeah, it's, it's moving movies. along at a pretty quick pace. Yeah, I don't even know how many seasons they're gonna get out of this show, but well, that was my know, other if, question. If they... Like for like if people who play the game, you know, without spoilers, just if you can like tweet us, just estimate like, is this first season gonna be the entire? first game like are we on pace for that i don't think so especially because you know the whole third episode pad in the run time was a whole separate show yeah there's um, still an eight or but no. if they if they get into because the because the game has a sequel and you know it doesn't turn out so well for some, some characters. characters yes i i i, I, I don't want to uh, know I'm, but i can i'm seriously wondering if, art. <laughs> i'm seriously wondering if they will depart from that um, or if oh, they'll, you know, how yeah. they're going to approach that. Cause you know, a lot of people who love that first game were very upset with the choices made in the second game. Uh, and other people were like, no, this was a good choice because of, of what it does narratively. But I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I don't talk about it anymore anyway, but I still, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I, no, I right, wonder about that, how much Disney has control over their people when they're in other projects. And that's kind of what the, what Craig Mazin, the, the showrunner, and also the guy who, who was the showrunner of Chernobyl, um, he uh, said that like he views this as like sort of a parallel universe to the game, which is why he can do that whole episode on Bill and Frank and completely yeah. sort of change the way that you interact with them in the show versus in the game. Because, you know, in, like you said, in the game, uh, uh, Frank is is dead already by the time they they show up to see Bill. And it's a much different sort of relationship. So, um, yeah. So I mean, they could take bigger narrative swings, which which would be interesting. I, I like that idea. Sure. That I was, mean, just um, the fact that you can base a prestige TV show on a video game, I think, says a lot about video games in general. Um, where how far they've come too? Because remember, it's, video it's, game it's, adaptations in the nineties were. Oh, I mean, the, the Street Fighter movie, you know, like it just real fucking die. I mean, I love it because it's a the, cheap the fucking Super Mario I movie. Tease, My but... God, <laughs> that, that was the funniest thing is people were tweeting out like the SNL Super Mario videos like they fucking did this already. Like, did you see the fucking did you, you know, did you see the John Dennis Leguizamo Hopper? and Dennis Hopper is fucking, you know, <laughs> Koopa, Koopa with fucking corn blonde cornrows. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! But that's I mean that's why that game was so popular because it was like playing a movie. It was it was you know you were very invested in the story right. of these people and you know then you got to do a little bit of gameplay. But it was you know. And but yeah, I mean that that's that the fucking the the anime they made based on cyberpunk is phenomenal. There's fucking review after review on YouTube of people who have never even played that game that say it's one of the best animes they've ever seen. Right. Um. Well, that was like my my friend who played Last of Us didn't like the Last of Us. But he's like, I, I didn't like it because you never get to fucking play. You're just watching a movie. Ex- ex- that's what it was for me. I was like, it, I'm bored watching all these cutscenes. Right. And he's like, and- but it actually would probably make a good series because it's like just a good narrative. But it's just you yeah. just fucking boring as a like pick up and play game. But that's that's funny. Exactly. It, it's just yeah. I wonder how many other because there are a lot of other things like that. I think you know, like Red Dead Redemption might make a really interesting sh- series or movie or series of movie like that's because that had a really interesting story too well i like that um you know there's this sort of cross-pollination of of different mediums where you can tell you know different variations of the story i used to be really anti-remake right but like you think about how many times uh, a play gets remade by different people you know different interpretation different styling certain things are the same but you know think about how many times a fucking 
what's what's that um what's the little orphan annie fucking play has been performed on yeah. by every high school imaginable you know <laughs> like and it's going to be a little bit different every time like um what was it that was the um the fucking the remake of total recall they did with colin, oh, the farrell. colin farrell one yeah i watched it i'm like this is really fucking good yeah <laughs> so i had sort of a, an epiphany moment where i was like i don't feel like you can't remake most things no, i think that just, there's, there's needs certain to not be a question it needs to be like a, I, you have to have a unique idea of how to approach yeah. it like well, it feels like a very different movie for one right it doesn't feel like they just copy and paste it it feels like a very feels almost more like um minority report in a lot of ways right um, especially stylistically um but there's certain things that like no should never ever be remade like back to the future but other things, things i think cultural you can do. touchstones yeah but movies that were not good if you want to remake them and either, you know, be either truer to the source or like, or, you know, I'm not saying that the first, but like, like something like Dune where you're like, all right, well, I want to make a more faithful adaptation and not even say that it was successful or not. But like, that's, that's, I think that's a worthwhile thing to to do a remake for is like, well, yeah, there was an adaptation, but it wasn't really super faithful to the source sure. material or whatever, you know? And again, your mileage may vary on that. You can look at the, fucking shining reboot from the 90s you know the, the tv the miniseries and be like all right they may, but, you maybe know i would i wouldn't it, say that nobody should try to do a remake of the shining it's just that you're up against a huge fucking right you know like a huge challenge trying understand to understand what you're trying to do right you know <laughs> right but that's why I like mean, when they I, made that that dread movie in the 2000 in the 2010s where people and people said it's fucking awesome the one with carl urban um, oh yeah, it absolutely is. It absolutely it's, is. <laughs> it's it's a remake of a shitty movie. Like they they didn't have a high bar to clear, and they had a much well, better interpretation. To, it wasn't you know, really a remake comic. of a movie. It, it was, was a remake it was of a just, comic. I know, I know exactly. It, and I love the adaptation that that they actually had the balls to actually have him keep that fucking helmet on the entire movie. Well, and not once do they take it off, which is literally <laughs> like the key plot point of the comic is that he never takes his fucking helmet off. And the 90s movie was like, well, we got Sly Stallone. He's going to take the fucking helmet off 20 seconds into the movie. Like, that's that's just what you're going to do. So and and who how do you how do you even sell a movie like that where it's like, OK, the, the lead actor, the leading man of the movie, this big macho guy with his fucking cut jawline. Uh, we only see his jawline. We never right. actually see his face. Right. And I need you to give me, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars to make that movie. Right. How did somebody greenlight that? Well, that, <laughs> so that Carl Urban was a great choice for that because he, up until that point, he was just like a, a general, like tough guy character actor. He wasn't, you know, right. He, the boys wasn't around yet, so he wasn't like a, a very known name, or you know, it was just like, oh, that guy when you see his face. But he was he played the fucking doctor on the Star Trek reboot. That's all we know. Right, from, right, right. But uh, no, so yeah, I, I just yeah, fucking great. I, I you know, I, I it makes me hopeful for adaptations in the future. Like my big big fucking adaptation that i'm like very nervous about but hoping it's good is uh the dark tower which amazon's actually making now they made a pilot and they didn't pick it up and now they got the guy uh mike flanagan who did midnight mass and fucking um with the shining sequel dr sleep that movie he did Hmm. uh he's doing this and it's like this epic seven book series that it took stephen king like 30 years to write from the first book to the last book he wrote it like in oh, between yeah. his no, other. i know it's a fucking long and long it's line. like and it literally basically the idea of it is it's basically just all of his books are part of a multiverse and like all these random characters pop up in that story and it's like it's it's really fucking good it's like western but it's also fantasy and it's it's a really tough thing to adapt and they tried it with that fucking that idris elba movie and it just didn't 
fucking work, even though it had a great cast. So hmm. very hopeful that it's um it's gonna work out. But he's been talking to Pedro about I think the lead role in that also because he was meeting with him. It sounds like it's gonna be a ago. really long series if they go through it the whole thing though. Oh then, well, but... I think they're gonna. I think he said. I think they said they're gonna do like four seasons and three movies because the last three books are like shorter weirdly like unlike almost every other long-running series so they might do like four long seasons and then three sort of movies to wrap up the other three books but it's really good fucking sorry so it'll be interesting to see well speaking of wrapping up you should read the rest of this bill (laughs) yeah oh fuck yeah there was more to the bill (laughs) we were talking about fucking an hour ago oh and it we talked about so long my phone fucking uh kicked me out of it uh love love twitter's api just Musk doing a bang up job. Um, oh no, my bookmarks disappeared. Oh wait, no, here they are. Um, all right, so <laughs> where, uh, d- yeah, okay. So the Castro, yeah, stole sold the land from the uh, the the slave plantation owners. Um, Whereas the implementation of socialism in Venezuela has turned a once prosperous nation into a failed state with the world's highest rate of inflation. Again, took all the fucking money away from the the people you know exploiting everyone else in the country. Um, where is the author of the Declaration of Independence, President Thomas Jefferson, wrote to take from one because of the thought that his own industry and that of uh, his father's has acquired too much in order to spare to others uh, who or whose fathers has ha, have not exercised equal industry and skill is to violate arbitrarily the first principle of association, the guarantee to every one of a free exercise of industry and the fruits acquired by it. Yeah, well, Thomas Jefferson also thought it was cool to, like, you know, have sex with his slaves. Like, so that's, you know. <laughs> have not... have sex is an interesting way to phrase well, uh, yeah, rape. Well, rape his slaves. Yeah, I mean, let's, you know. <laughs> just, yeah. you know. Yeah, non-consensually. Uh, yeah, so. Well, my, my reply to that quote anyway would be, uh, each according to his needs. Yeah, no, I mean, again. Just because one asshole said it doesn't make it true. Like, I don't understand why that's part of this bill is if that's some sort of fucking guiding principle that some guy from the fucking 1800, early 1800s said something. Um, another asshole from the 1800s. Um, whereas the father of the Constitution, President James Madison, wrote that it is, quote, uh, not just a government, nor is property secure under it, where the uh, where the property which a man has in his personal safety and personal liberty is violated by arbitrary seizures of one class of citizens for the service of the rest. Again, these are fucking rich landowners and slave owners who are trying to protect that they're they're fucking unearned. But, I mean, well, like you, you, they're literally describing modern day capitalism, right? Right, which <laughs> again is you know it, it, a descendant of the I fucking mean, that, slavery they, that built this country. Like that's why exactly you know that's, that's exactly they, yeah. Of course they're gonna say that they didn't want to give their fucking slaves up. They didn't want to have to till their own fucking fields. Like yeah, yeah. Shocker. I mean there's there's a reason why property was enshrined in our constitution and very little personal liberty. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Token because, personal liberty, I would argue. You know, uh, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, vaguely defined. Um, whereas the United States of America was founded on the belief that the sanctity of the individual to which the collectivistic system of socialism in all its forms is fundamentally and necessarily opposed, which is really just fucking, you know, saying the quiet part out loud. I'm shocked uh, that some people signed on to this bill with that line in it. Uh now, therefore, it be it resolved by the House of Representatives, the Senate concurring that Congress denounces socialism in all forms and opposes the implementation of socialist policies in the United States of America. 
Right. And 100 and, 109 Democrats uh, voted for this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm voted just looking, for it. I'm looking at this list here just to see if there's any uh, usual suspects. Oh, oh yeah. James- well, let me let me let me just read a little bit here from Jacobin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't read Jacobin often because it's you know it's a bunch um, of right, social stems exactly. But um, I don't know who wrote this. I don't care to look it up either. But just two paragraphs here. Um, Liberals have periodically sought to inoculate themselves by performatively distancing themselves from the left. Some, of course, come by that uh, posture honestly. The likes of Hakeem Jeffries, who condemned the GOP resolution as cover for an extreme MAGA agenda before dutifully uh, dutifully voting for it this week. (laughs) Nancy Pelosi and Jim Clyburn, both also yays, are all openly hostile to even moderate social democracy and ideologically committed to preserving the institutions undergirding American inequality. I would also say I'm against social democracy because I'm communist. Um, (laughs) But not the way they are. (laughs) Right, exactly. More progressive liberals like California Rep. Ro Khanna apparently calculate that by eschewing... I can't say that word. How do you say it? Shewing? Eschewing? Yeah. (laughs) Eschewing? Eschewing? By that... Um, that by uh, eschewing the label, they will somehow be better placed to champion things like med- uh, free college and Medicare for all. But Kana's own vote to denounce the horrors of socialism should raise more than a few eyebrows given his own role as a two-time presidential campaign surrogate for the only Democratic Socialist in the U.S. Senate. So, yeah, they all, all, they all voted for it. They all voted for it because so- they don't want to be called a socialist. So they have to be, you know, prove, prove to people who can't read that they're not the thing that they claim to be that they actually aren't anyway. Right. Right. So, yeah, you know, again, all the usual suspects voted for Jim Clyburn, Henry Cuellar, Sharice Davids, just all these people who are like, oh, yeah, no, they're just as good as the 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 progressive, quote unquote, candidates like they're just as progressive, you know, those people. Uh, yeah. Hakeem Jeffries, Ted Lieu, Mike Levin. Uh <laughs> bunch of people i don't know but yeah so you know just just all the all the fucking usual shit libs um voted for it 14 of them voted present which you know just total fucking coward move you know just take a stance one way or another Chantel brown the the woman who they i don't even know what the the fuck is voting present it's like hey do you agree with this or not agree with this uh i'm standing in the room i refuse i literally refuse to yeah no, I literally like, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to just give you a, a hard pass on that one. So you're voting no, no. I'm just I'm not not saying yes or no. I'm just I'm um, standing here in the room. I'm present. Like that's no. not an answer to the question. You shouldn't be allowed to vote present on anything. No. no. <laughs> like if you're there, then you have to decide. Like that's what you're elected to go fucking do. That's what you get paid two hundred thousand dollars a year and get free health care for is to fucking take a stance on shit. Yeah. Not to mention the fucking millions of dollars you make once you leave the office, which is the real payday. Like, you know, the the actual reason you're there. Um, but yeah, you can actually pretend to work while you're fucking in that office for the time that you are in there. Um, yeah, yeah well, so th- we, this we is do pathetic, need to, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of getting back in the office, I had one last little bit here from uh, Fortune Magazine. Fortune Magazine. Um, you know, a, a magazine that if you read it, you might inherit a fortune i was gonna say i'm sure this i'm sure this has the everyman worker in mind whatever this article happens clearly clearly so (laughs) fortune 
success, commuting. Those are the two subcategories here. <laughs> commuting. So the title of the article is You Need to Detach and Psychologically Recover from Work, Professors Say. The solution, <laughs> commuting. <laughs> commuting. The solution is not to make work less psychologically traumatizing. It's just, you know, sit yourself in a fucking car and, you know, scream a, scream a little bit and, then you know, so the, fight for your the, life. The subtitle here is Two Management Scholars Who Study Work-Life Balance Say the Commute Offers uh, a Liminal Space in Society. <laughs> I shit you not. What a way to frame it! My God, it, it, this is this is so. Th- there's a, a, a. I saw the screenshot of this headline from this guy that tweeted it out, and he said, "Did a half-empty plot of commercial real estate write this?" Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly, the the these companies are paying all this money for fucking downtown, you know, offices that are half empty because people figured out over the last three years that, hey, working from home uh, saves me a shitload of commute time to do things that don't require me to be there present. Yeah, you know? you're not wasting like, it's, an it's, hour it's, plus of your life every day fucking driving to a place you don't want right. to be. Like, it's, I mean, you know, and half of the fucking office is just like, okay, this, this meeting could have been an email. Why did we all have to fucking come here? You well, know, it, like that whole thing. If you and, don't produce anything, too, like if you're not a manufacturing... If if literally all you do is like computer, you know, referrals or phone calls or even, like there's no reason that you need to be in the same fucking space with a bunch of other people, you know, sharing their same fucking air. Like there's no fucking reason. None. That, that, you know, that needs I mean, to yeah, you got to have an office somewhere to, you know, presumably hire the person in the first place and occasionally right. meet together. But like you, you don't, you know, anyway, so somebody replied to this guy's tweet. Anyone who's ever spent an hour to go three miles on a highway would agree. It's very relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody replied to that tweet and said, luckily, those are hours in the car are unpaid. So you don't have the stress of being on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So I just want to read one paragraph from the actual article because it's like literally, I guarantee some, you, you know, search engine optimization, op, ah, fuck, optimization, you know, somebody who, you know, works for a, a PR firm was paid to write this horseshit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Many people think of commuting as a chore and a waste of time. However, during the remote work surge resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic, several journalists curiously noted that people were, could it be, missing their commutes. (laughs) This this sounds like it's from the fucking Daily Show. One woman told the Washington Post that even though she was working from home, she regularly sat in her car in the driveway at the end of the workday in an attempt to carve out some personal time and mark the transition. How this is this not an Onion article? One one woman told the New York, the Washington Post, sorry. One woman told the Washington Post, was it the woman who wrote the article? Who, who just sitting in her car, was she sitting in her car in her garage trying to commit suicide, trying to get out of a fucking failed marriage? Was that the uh, reason why she was trying to... Toilet. Like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why'd you... Were you was it, was it, were you only smoke outside the house, you but a, it was you cold, a, you so you sat chair? in your car? Can you not just sit on your fucking lawn? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, God. so at the oh, end of workday, da, da 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 personal time transition. For, based on our review, we developed a model which shows that the liminal space created in the commute created opportunities for detachment and recovery. 
Yes. <laughs> detachment, like disassociation. Like I hate my life so much that I'm just You're admitting the job is so terrible that you need to like emotionally recover for it at the right. end of the day. And your solution is to go drive a car. It, the most stressful fucking thing you do all day. <laughs> literally, I mean, I literally was thinking about that today because I, and even before you mentioned this article, like I'm driving home today and I just think that like the driving a car is such a fine, fine motor skill that like, I think the, the amount of like brain damage, the subtle brain damage that COVID did to people's brains took away that one little fucking brain cell that they had left to be able to like, drive reasonably and like safely because like ultimately you know you know driving is like people there's always been people that drive like dicks but the only way that driving as a whole like as a society collectively works is if most people don't drive like dicks otherwise you just everyone would be fucking crashing constantly I mean, and I just, they, they do. No, uh, I know. It's, I do. it's <laughs> ch- yes, Chicago, but... Chicago logs, 250 car collisions a day. No, and exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine if every, when then in the city, people all drive like dicks. I mean, that's just, but like, just even on the highway, like the idea of like everyone collectively driving 65, 70 miles an hour, you know, on top of each other, more or less in, like inches away from fo- each other, not with you're following driving a, a fucking a metal box, the size of a room. You're driving around a little metal room, right? At 70 miles an hour, inches away from somebody else. And all it would take for to end all of your lives is just, just to, guy. you know, hand on the wheel, just go, right. just, one, just one move, your, move your hand a few inches and you will cause dozens of people to die. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and we just assume that everybody is capable of, of right, fucking no, not that, doing that. And the way you learn how to do that is by driving around some quiet residential streets and like parking your car next to another car. <laughs> like that's that's yeah. that's like oh yeah you're, you're you're capable of handling this vehicle. You're good to go, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to Car America. Um, but no, but I was driving and like I was you know I was on three lane highway and there was traffic up ahead because of course there's traffic every fucking day. And you, clearly cars are stopped, so I'm slowing down. And the guy behind me, you just starts weaving in and out of cars, like going 60 miles an hour. And I'm like, every day, I'm like, I have to slow down, but not slow down too much so that I don't get fucking pummeled by this guy. But also, like, it, it's just like I shouldn't have to do that. And it's I feel the same like guy every, every day. He's like following you every day. No, home but from no, work. but that's the thing is like I feel like <laughs> everyone's driving like that now. Like I think that that yeah. little thing in your brain that like. I think it was the the having to do anything for the collective good in this country just drove people fucking insane so that they treat everything like they need to be like at maximum selfishness, like the level of which they approach everything. You you remember that study I read uh, a few weeks ago or maybe a month or so ago, Um, the study that showed that people that had refused to get vaccinated were 70 percent more likely to get in a car collision. Oh yeah, I, I vaguely remember that, but that yeah, no, that I mean that's I think that absolutely tracks. Um, coupled with the fact that yeah, people were just so triggered by like not being able to eat at fucking Applebee's for like three weeks in in, in May of twenty twenty. I mean, like, I I don't know where else you can get a microwave steak. <laughs> right, right. Where else are you gonna get a fucking high quality, sort of frozen fucking you know microwave to you know for four minutes steak? Um, that seems like it's actually cooked, but. Yes, it's just I, I think that drove people so insane that the idea that that could be taken away from them, they're, they're this fucking nebulous idea of like individual liberty or freedoms and shit that they just optimize. They operate with like maximal fucking selfishness at every 
uh, aspect of their life. And when you do that on the road, you're creating a fucking nightmare scenario for everyone around you. And I feel like that's just every, I, I, and again, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like people have genuinely gotten significantly worse at driving in the two years since COVID. And I think also the, yeah, it's, it's, that's the brain fog. Abs- on top absolutely of that true. Is, no, is it's, like, it's pedestrian cyclist fatalities are up 25% in the last three years. I, I know a guy um, on Twitter and, uh, he he photographed somebody um, parked in a, a counterflow bike lane. So it's like two bike lanes next to each other in opposite directions. And they were parked in it, blocking both bike lanes. So anybody going in any direction would have to go around it. The problem is the the car travel lanes on that road are, is, is one way. So if you're going one way on the bike lane and the car is blocking it, you have, to, you have to veer out into yeah. oncoming car traffic. Jesus. Right. There's no way to go around it. So he stopped on his bike to take a picture of the car. And the driver and the passenger both got out of the car and beat him to the ground. Oh, yeah. No, that that, that makes sense. For for the crime of photographing them so, illegally so, parked. So they weren't even parked. They were, or they were parked, but they were like sitting in the car? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. I mean, it's, it's fucking, it's, dude, it's Chicago. Like, yeah. <laughs> people are this, this is, I know. You, um, you even look at somebody in a car and they might shoot you. But and, okay. and I genuinely, I genuinely think it's that, and I think I think it's the the fear of like just not being able to do exactly what you want to do at every given time, and I also genuinely think that like people just don't understand the effects of like five, six, seven fucking COVID reinfections on the actual uh, brain function. Like like it's they've there's been enough studies to the point where it's like yeah no this is probably going to be like majorly. Like I imagine the rate the rate of Alzheimer's is going to skyrocket significantly in the next like twenty years in terms of like when you look at it on a grand scale of like where it was then to where it is now because of just I mean the- I yeah I, I suspect that you know even though I've been vaccinated several times um, that you know because it doesn't prevent you from contracting the virus it no, just makes I, it right. so much you might less. you might not notice that you had it which is you know scary it, exactly so. I never had a point where I thought I contracted it. Like I never had any noticed I having any symptoms. Right. But who knows? Except that now I feel like I have a diminished lung capacity than where I was, say, two, three years ago. And I'm yeah. not sure when that started, but I've definitely kind of noticed it. I feel like and that too. Yeah. I maybe, generally. you know, maybe that, you know, could be a side effect of getting the vaccine because the vaccine is a tiny so. dose of the virus. But, you know, I could have just gotten it somewhere from somebody never had any real symptoms other than this symptom um, I, or it could just right. be winter and it's fucking dry and i'm coughing because <laughs> fucking super dry and ass we're, radiator and, and, like, and, and we're getting older but like i i genuinely do think like i genuinely feel less yeah i, I feel like i have less lung capacity which is not something i've ever like noticed before and i'm and maybe it's because i'm thinking about it maybe it's psychosomatic but like Gotta get some of that. Feel like that what's that? Uh, what's that fucking pill that they sell in that commercial with the guys around the golf course talking about how they have less energy <laughs> after forty? Uh, eugenics, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like eugenics or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta get some of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> Ladies will enjoy it too. Frank Thomas got to hit up Frank Thomas for for that fucking that eugenics hookup. But um, I, I just this this fucking article though. I I don't have any more to read from it other than just to, to reiterate hilarious attempt at trying to fucking the, force get, people back into a fucking. It, yeah, it's it's like well we we try threatening them by firing them, but turns out we need them. So here's here's how we're going to convince you that it's good is by describing 
the most stressful part of your day that nobody fucking likes as an opportunity for detachment and recovery. Liminal space, a.k.a. purgatory. (laughs) That's what it is they're describing. Oh my god, it's just it's just comical. Like the the fucking how stupid they think people are, but people really will, you know. But again, most of that shit is not written to convince real people. It's convinced. It's written to convince the CEO of the fucking tech startup, who's like, yeah, you know, maybe I should get these people back to the office, and then that guy's commercial real estate starts selling again. Like the the, the idiots that run these fucking companies, who are you know the stupidest people alive, and don't actually interact with real people they read this and they say oh yeah i guess people do really want to go back to the office maybe i should you know push forth with those plans i'm you know like that's I, that's who it's really exactly for, you know no those of course it's, it's it's so they feel important the, the ones who follow everything they, they they follow the other idiots who follow these articles like elon musk and they think that he knows what the fuck he's doing so they're like oh well he forced all his employees back to the office even though they don't need to be in the office level i guess we should do that same thing to our employees you know, that seems like the thing that the smart businessman would do. You know, a smart businessman who lost fucking $44 billion. I'm sorry, $200 billion in a couple fucking weeks. It's a record. It's He's lost more money than anyone in, in world history. Yes. No, he lost $44 billion when he was forced to buy a company that doesn't actually produce anything or make money. And then he lost $200 billion of his personal wealth because of his fucking atrocious and he uh, didn't have to that was the thing a court was just gonna you know force him to pay a billion dollars if he didn't buy the company right but so he he fucking bought it because he's like ah fuck that i'm not paying a billion like who was he trying to spite other than himself that's what i don't get like i i could lose a billion dollars or i could lose 44 times that much money because these people are just not and this is the great thing about this and and we've talked about on the show a million times but these people are fucking idiots. They, they, they didn't do anything to earn the wealth that they have. They've tricked a bunch of fucking credulous morons on Wall Street into thinking that they're way smarter than they are. So they've just funneled billions and billions of dollars to pop up this fucking paper tiger. And the minute they actually have to do something that you would consider like a high level, you know, thought process, it's it, it's exposed the fact that they're you know, sub Joe Rogan level intelligence. Like they're just not fucking smart people. They don't no. have any sort of great insight to offer. Well, the world. He, he did innovate one thing. And, you know, I, I, I think Elon does deserve credit for, you know, getting rid of, of, of the commute by putting beds in the offices. So you never have to go home. <laughs> Literally reinvented worry free from sorry okay, to bother you. To say, can we, maybe he can all, he can create some sort of a company credit system too, where where his employees can buy you know goods and goods and food and other things, and then you know never have to worry about leaving yeah. the office. You know, it's just it's life. it's like commissary in jail. Everything you need is for sale at the commissary. <laughs> you just I mean, lock the doors, and you'll never have to see your family again. Um, so I had one last thing here. This is from the Onion, but I mean, is it can really never, though? Like it, right? <laughs> is it exactly? Is it really? Because you know, I can read the real news, and it sounds just like the fucking Onion. But this headline: George Santos panicking after prospective aide he thought he made up accuses him of sexual misconduct. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you want me to read the the the, the whole bit here? It's short, yeah, read, but yeah, read some of it. Yeah. Washington, racking his memory for the possible existence of any such person, New York Rep. George Santos, was reportedly panicking Tuesday after a prospective aide he thought he had made up accused him of sexual misconduct. (laughs) Quote, but I totally lied about having to interview this fake person to get out of doing other stuff. They can't be real. 
said a visibly frightened Santos, adding that he had no idea how complaints could be filed with the House of Ethics Committee when the person who submitted them was a complete figment of his imagination. Quote, am I going mad? They don't exist. Yes, I've acted inappropriately in the past, but I've never been called out to face consequences by a fictional stranger. Dear God, who knows how many more non-existent people are out there that I conjured who also have an axe to grind. (laughs) End quote. At press time, Santos was trying to contact his lawyer that he had also made up for guidance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. No, no, no major news on him this week. I'm sure I'm sure like, you know, some fucking insane story will come out in the next couple of days. But uh, we will. I mean, I didn't I didn't see anything, but I'm sure if I looked it up, there'd be some other another tidbit. But yeah, I just that gift that keeps on giving that poor kid. Yeah. All right. So on that note, um, that does it for us today. But um, if you want to support the show, uh, rate, uh, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots, patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, And I am on Twitter uh, now at 99 left balloons. (laughs) We'll see you next week, everybody.
Yeah.